This podcast is honoured to be recorded on Biripai land. We pay respect to the elders, past, present and emerging. Hello and welcome to Inner Light. I am your host, Ali Garrison. As a mentor, alchemist and writer, I am dedicated to illuminating the path of self-discovery and personal transformation. Inner Light is a sanctuary where we foster, encourage and share interdimensional visualizations and discussions that go beyond the surface, ones that nurture the profound connections within yourself and the vast universe with and around you. Welcome to the space where the light within you meets the boundless light of the universe. Hello and welcome to Inner Light Conversations. My name is Ali Garrison and we are here talking with women who are the essence of living bold, brave and brilliantly. Women who are visionary leaders in their fields, who through their own evolutionary journeys are now sharing gifts from their heart and creating magic in other people's lives. My guest this morning is a shining star of being a visionary leader and I have a huge smile on my face because it is such an honour to have the stunning Stacey Morgan with me. Now, Stacey is not only just a mother of three, which as you, many of you would know, is quite quite an achievement in itself. But Stacey is also an entrepreneur, a mentor, and an incredible inspiration to women as she herself has six very successful businesses. So welcome, Stacey. Thanks, Ali. It's so lovely to be here. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. It's a little bit uh, nervous, me being the one that's on the on the uh, receiving, <laughs> asking end in this respect. Um, so please let the listeners know a little bit about you. Uh, there's some of you who, some listeners who I know would know of who you are, and there would be many who perhaps have not been introduced to the wonderful and inspirational work that you do across the world. Well, firstly, thank you for the beautiful introduction because you're really <laughs> setting the bar very high. That's I, the truth. Uh, <laughs> I am very lucky that in um, every aspect of my life, I get to do what I love. And that started with my, my business, Port Macquarie Performing Arts, which is my dance studio. I now have two dance studios, but Port Macquarie Performing Arts was really formed because when I was growing up, I was so lucky to have... Um, an incredible teacher who was a mentor to me, an inspiration to me. She really made me believe that I could do whatever I wanted to do and I could, you know, create my own life. She was such um, a positive influence on my life. And I'm always lucky I had beautifully supportive parents as well and a, a great small community in a regional country town. And she just, you know, encouraged me to look beyond and to be able to step out of my comfort zone and really try new things and fall down in a really safe environment. And um, that really shaped me into the person that, that I was when I graduated her studio. And so it was always a dream of mine to be able to give back, to be able to be that person for the next generation, to be able to share my passion and love for dance with 
others because dance is such a um, unique art form in that it's it gives you so much as a dancer, but it also can give so much to the audience. It can give so much to the students. And so I really wanted to have that energy exchange and that opportunity to be able to be a mentor and role model to the people that are coming up um, through the next generation. And so Pomegranate Performing Arts was started with that spirit in mind. Um, but as happens in so many small businesses, you start because you have a passion and you want to share something, you want to share your gifts with others. But what ends up happening is that you end up going, oh, hang on now, I'm running a business. Oh, I don't really know anything about running a business. <laughs> I don't know how to do the payroll and to do the marketing and to, you know, everything has to be done. And I really found myself in those first couple of years um, really drowning in the workload that, you know, I, I loved being in the classroom and, and you know, teaching little kids to tondu and, and to plie and to um, do a pirouette. But it was everything else that really kind of had me, um, you know, bamboozled for a little bit. So I had to do a lot of my own learning. And that learning is what kind of triggered my other businesses because I was learning so much about how to run a successful business that wasn't really applicable to the service industry that I was in with Port Macquarie Performing Arts. And so um, I've been really fortunate to be able to share my knowledge of running a business now that I've had Port Macquarie Performing Arts for almost 15 years now. And I now get to share that knowledge with other business owners who are perhaps at different stages in their business. Perhaps they're juggling teams or they've got, um, they're just a one man band and they're trying to do everything. And I get to share all of the challenges that I had and all the mistakes I had um, and, and making with, with those business owners so that hopefully they have their own journey. They don't fall down where I fell down and they too can and run a successful business that um, gives them a lifestyle that they enjoy. Like I'm really lucky to have. That's wonderful. Thank you so much for sharing that because I think it's it's so important that the listeners understand that you don't just fall into six successful businesses, that you don't <laughs> just fall into knowing all of this. Right. Uh, and that's what these podcasts are all about, helping women to, and men, of course, to understand that, you know, through our own self uh, experience and growth, we learn the positive aspects and the perhaps not so positive aspects of ourselves that we then lean into those areas. May I ask you, what are the sort of the top things that come to your mind when you think about expanding your business and learning and, and getting up there and starting to mentor other women? What were the areas of your own self-worth and growth, value as I like to call it, that you felt that, you know, you really needed to lean into and get to know those uncomfortable feelings? Oh, so many uncomfortable feelings, especially in the early days of running the business, I was really stuck in that that cycle of people pleasing. Mm. I really wanted to, you know, that we grow up with that, the customer is always right kind of saying. And so I was always trying to lean into that, like, oh my goodness, if someone's unhappy with the service I'm providing, it must be me. It must be something I've mm. done. It must yeah. be something I can do better. And oh, I've failed. Uh. And so in the early days of the business, I ended up spreading myself so thin because I was trying to keep everybody happy and trying to put out fires constantly by, you know, changing my rules and making, you know, one rule for this person who was unhappy and another rule for that person that was unhappy. And then another rule for like kind of everybody. And that just backfired because I wasn't being true to myself. I wasn't being true to my boundaries. And it just meant that I was constantly feeling disappointed, constantly feeling like I wasn't enough, like I wasn't doing enough and like it wasn't all happening for me. The moment that I really stepped into, hang on, this is, this is my house and 
it's, you know, not my way or the highway, but I've got to really be clear on what I want. What do I want from this the business? Dir- what do the I direction. want? Yeah. Where, where am I going? Um, am I going to just spend every day kind of just pedaling like a, like a hamster on the wheel, trying to keep everybody happy? Or am I going to set this business up um, for the lifestyle that I want? Am I going to set it up so that we have one set of rules so that everybody understands the guardrails, everyone understands the boundaries. This is what you can do and this is what you can't do um, so that I don't have to keep constantly chopping and changing. And part of that journey, Ali, was being okay with people being disappointed with me. Mm. And so if you ask like what's what's been the hardest lesson I've had to learn in terms of, of my own value is that I'm not going to please everybody. And I love to tell my business owners that I mentor now, like if you want to keep everybody happy, sell ice cream. Because if you so if you're true. not if you're not selling us if that's not your business then you're not going to keep everybody happy and that's okay as long as at the end of the day um, you are happy that your head is a nice place to live in that you can put your head on the pillow and as you say to me all the time say I did the very best that I did with the tools that I had and tomorrow's a new day as long as I can do that um, which was not something I was doing in those early days in those early days I was going to bed thinking I am the world's worst business owner and I don't know why anyone pays me money to come to my dance mm. studio. I have a completely different attitude now because now it's all about, okay, this is what I've set up. This is how we do it. This is the best way I know to do it. This is going to, you know, be for the benefit of the community as, as a whole, the dance community as a whole. And if you don't like it, that's totally fine. There are lots of other great dance studios you can go to. In fact, I'll call them and let them know you're coming. And, you know, tell them how wonderful your daughter is and how they will, you know, really look forward to having. And this is where she's up to in her training and and wish you all the very best because we aren't for everybody. And the moment that I stopped trying to be everything to everybody was the moment that I started actually being successful. The business started making money. I started actually sleeping at night. I started feeling good about the business. And so that was a really hard lesson to learn. And I'm still, I'm still learning it. Like it still, it still creeps up and I still go, oh, like we can't make this decision because this mum, this dance mum will go off and we can't do this because what if this, you know, last year we did that. So we have to do this again. Like that, that stuff still kind of creeps in every now and then. But as long as I keep coming back to, you know, what are our core values? What's our vision? What, what are we trying to achieve? Where are we going? And at the end of the day, how can I set this up to make sure that I'm okay? Um, that's what's going to bring success into the business. And that's what's going to help me feel successful as a business owner and as a, as a person. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing that. I think it's, that's the important thing, isn't it? You have to feel valued as a person. And I think that, you know, that's why I wanted to do these uh, these set of podcasts because so often we're looking at everything else in our life but not actually the one common denominator, which is us as a woman. And so when we start to actually go, well, what is going to nourish me? What is going to allow me that, yes, I've worked a 15-hour day or an 18-hour day, but when I put my head on that pillow, there's a smile on my face. I'm physically exhausted but I'm emotionally, you know, actually inspired. So for yourself, do you find that, you know, each time you keep coming back to that, and I always I always talk about the fact that it becomes more distance from you. You might have these traits come back, these patterns of wanting to people please or not, you know, not being able to say no. But each time it comes back through self-reflection, it's a little bit further away from you. And so you can see it, but it's not, you're not consumed by it yeah I was going to say not consumed by it because I 
I used to just like my whole world would fall apart and mm. it would impact on my husband. It would impact on the kids. It would impact on like, I just wouldn't be able to function if I would had disappointed someone or although I had a decision to make that was kind of weighing on me. Um, I remember so clearly so many family dinners that we were at, we were at or family barbecues get togethers where I, everyone would be together and I would be on my phone over like adjacent to everybody else trying to put out a fire or trying to solve a problem or trying to keep that customer happy. Um, but it was really my stuff. Like, it, like, yes, they were the external things that were, you know, problems I was dealing with, but actually the problem was dealing with myself. Am I confident in myself that I know what I'm doing? Am I confident in my decision-making that I know that actually the decisions I'm making are going to be for, the, you know, the best of me, the best of my family, the best of the business? Mm. At the end of the day, you know, a lot of the time that the answer to that is a yes. Like I don't just kind of wake up and make decisions willy nilly. A lot of the things that we do take a lot of thought and a lot of brain power and a lot of consideration. And so um, it does feel like now it's, it's a further distance away from me. It also feels like it affects me less. Like um, I think Ali before, like we've talked about before, it's kind of like a tornado comes, but it doesn't, it doesn't absolutely encapsulate you and throw you into the, no. into the sky, like the, the barns of the cows and the, yeah. everything you can kind Dorothy. of, keep, yeah, like Dorothy, you can kind of keep yourself grounded and, and it comes and it, it, yes, it's, it's windy and it's turbulent for a little bit, but it passes and it's not all consuming and all just like my poor husband. <laughs> when I think about those <laughs> early days, just the drama that I would get myself into because of, you know, ultimately I was trying to people please. Mm. And he's much, much less of a people pleaser. He'd be like, I just tell him to get stuffed. Yeah. That's exactly <laughs> like my husband. <laughs> He'd be the one like, why do you, why do you bother with them? Like, no, he was so upset. Just, his, his classic sentence is, I cut him. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just like, I can't, I can't. I can't. Yeah. But, you know, isn't it interesting, this people-pleasing that we all know that exists, and as I, you know, I'm the first to say I'm a recovering people-pleaser, uh, I, I would never say that I'm completely clear of it, and I and here I am, you know, doing the work that I do, but I still, I think it's, a, it's not a bad thing. Uh, and, you know, I was talking to one of our other podcast um, guests the other day around the fact of, you know, it starts off sitting on your lap telling you how to drive the car and then it's in the passenger seat and then it's in the back seat and then you've got to ride up the back of the bus. It's it's not a bad thing to know it's there because I think it stops us. There's almost a part of us that keeps us real, but it also stops us being a bit arrogant. Sometimes mm. I think can come up as well. You know, my way or the highway, which we never we never really want to get to that point. I don't believe so there yeah. might be listeners that don't agree, but I think it keeps us in a space where we're able to interact easier. So, Stace, do you think that your own reflective process? Um, please share with listeners. Has that become a kinder place to be? Because I know for myself, like self-reflection back in the early days for me was a push-pull. It would sometimes be a nice place to be and sometimes it would be an absolute, you know, nightmare. And it would throw me deeper down the rabbit hole of um, oh, lack of value and oh, look mm -hmm. what you've done and, 
you know, all this sort of stuff. And particularly is in the early days of being the yoga teacher, you know, yelling at the kids and then going, oh, my God, I'm meant to be this Zen woman who just sits there and goes, it's okay, children, not a problem. You know, and I remember it would take me so long to, to sort of stop beating myself up. So please share with the listeners about that process for you. Well, I can't say that I am getting it right 100% of the time. Do it's... any of us? <laughs> I I really struggle with that because, you know, I talked before about energy exchange. When I'm in the classroom working with children and they have great energy and it lights me up, it fills me up and I can be, you know, my very best version of Miss Stacy. And unless I find ways to light myself up, like I can't rely on that energy exchange all the time unless I find other ways to light myself up I find that when my energy is down those voices are louder and that self-talk is more negative and it's harsher um Sunday afternoons I have to be very careful with myself because Sunday afternoon going into Sunday night like I get the Sunday scaries I start to go oh here comes the week and oh my goodness and it's going to be so hard and we've got all these things and da, 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 da. so I have to work really consciously not just on Sundays but throughout the week to find my own ways to energize myself in order to keep the negative self-talk at bay to keep that imposter syndrome sitting in the back of the bus not on my lap um they seem to take <laughs> to take residency in my lap on a Sunday. <laughs> Sunday. Um, and, but I've had that, that kind of feeling since I was really young. Like I, I distinctly remember Sunday lunchtime and onwards being really hard as a child um, moving into the week. Mm. And so it's become something I've become better at as an adult, being able to be self-aware and reflect and go, Oh, hang on. This is a, this is a pattern <laughs> mm. every Sunday. <laughs> but for me, it's, it's, really important in terms of um, knowing myself, reflecting on myself. What do I need to do to keep my energy high? Do I need to make sure I'm exercising? Do I need to make sure that I'm doing my own self-work, that I'm meeting with my therapist, that I'm, you know, having moments of quiet, that I'm not too overscheduled, that mm. um, I don't know, Ali's thinking, how ironic. She's saying, saying all the things that she knows she needs to do. And she doesn't <laughs> do them all the time. But, you know, I, know, I do. Like, no, I'm not saying anything. <laughs> it's like, but that's the irony, right? Sometimes we know mm. the things we need to do um, in business or in life to turn up as our best selves and to get, you know, that imposter sy syndrome sitting at the back of the bus and to keep our self-worth and our self-value really high. But in the the day-to-day -day hamster wheel of life, we kind of forget about that stuff. And I think we as women are particularly terrible at putting ourselves first. Ooh, and yes. you and I have discussed this before, Ali, that we will do anything for the kids. We will do anything for, you know, I used to do anything for a customer that was upset. Like a customer was upset. It was 10 o'clock at night. No worries. I'll be, I'll go to your house. Like I'll sit down, calm you down. And then I'll like the crazy stuff that I now go, what? <laughs> but it's, it, it, when it comes to me getting myself right, oh, I'll, I'll do I'll do that next week. I'll get to that next Thursday, or you know, I've got time in three Sundays' time, and I'll I'll do it then. Mm -hmm. It never, well, not it never, but it's very hard to maintain the habits of consistency when it comes to prioritizing my self care and my self worth and keeping on top of that. So, 
I guess I've kind of <laughs> strayed from the question, but it, but it's for, all good. But for me, it's really about that self-reflection part is putting into action the things that I know I need to do because I've done the work to figure out what those things are that I know I need to do. I've just got to make sure that I'm consistently putting them into action. And that means prioritizing myself. And that means sometimes putting myself first and and going, no, actually, you know, three stories is enough, Henry. You now need to go to bed because mommy needs to go upstairs and, and do a stretch and do a meditation before she goes to bed on a Sunday night. So oh, that makes me so happy to hear what you just said. <laughs> go do a stretch and a meditation. Oh my God. So the, it, it's wonderful to hear that you are doing these things for yourself, you know, that you are able to see that. And I always, I think, thank you so much because it's, it's important that women understand it doesn't just happen. It isn't right. easy just to say, I'm putting myself first. And as anyone who listens to anything I've shared, you know, I'm a big believer in apply your own uh, mask first. And this, when this happened to me, when the children, I had the four kids and I, you know, at, um, they were still quite young, four under probably about 12 or 13 at that stage. And it was, hang on a minute, I'm a better mum. I don't yell at them as much when I give to myself first. And I remember that being the first thing that ever came to me. Hang on, I'm not cranky. Oh, what did I do different? Oh, hang on a minute. I, I took that walk or I got up out of bed an hour earlier to do a stretch and a meditation. Oh, I centered myself. And that's the thing when you were talking about the, um, you know, the tornado coming, you know, when you're centered in yourself and you've taken the time to give yourself whatever it is that nourishes you, uh, when that tornado comes, you're anchored, you, you're centered, mm. you're strong, and you can see it from a distance. Whereas you end up like a tumbleweed if you're not giving it to yourself you know each day so for you do you feel that it's becoming easier to apply your own mask first no no <laughs> it's interesting isn't it like it's it's really interesting topic because I think everybody thinks it's a natural progression forward but uh, as I'm always saying you know healing is helix it, it does do this cyclic, you know, cyclic aspect, but you are coming closer to the center each time. So, you know, I will say that I'm better at the self. Um, okay. So the part of the cycle that my immediate answer to you is no, Ali, like, no, it's not easy. I've still got to go, Oh gosh, we're going to do this again. <laughs> but the part of it that I find easier is that whilst I'm doing it, whilst I'm giving to myself, whilst I'm having a bubble bath or doing a stretch or a, you know, whatever it is that I'm doing, I used to also have the imposter syndrome kind of sitting on my shoulder saying, you shouldn't be doing this. You should have read Henry another three books, or you should be downstairs wiping the benches, or you should be insert any silly thing here. That part is easier. So that part doesn't creep in as much anymore because I'm doing my work. I'm understanding more about myself. I'm understanding what is valuable when it comes to that information and what is not valuable that I can just say, thanks for that. I don't need that information right now. Off you go. The doing of it though, the, the actually choosing myself in, in the moment is the, is the harder part for me, the part that I do still struggle with. So the, the part of, you know, I will put the time aside and do what I need to do. That that's still the hard part for me. Uh, thank you. I think it's that whole 
well, as for me, I know myself, and I don't know if, if this helps any listeners, but it's actually booking in the time. And and you and you and I both can remember that first conversation. What did it start <laughs> with? <laughs> Ali said to me, "Okay, so we're just going to block out like fifteen minutes tomorrow." I think well, it started, not, we started with five, didn't five, we? It was probably five. <laughs> We're going to do five minutes and you're not going to do anything. And I was like, what? She's like, no, it's just going to be five minutes and there's nothing scheduled. It's just you're scheduling the five minutes of nothing, just white space, just you. And you can do, and she said to me, you can do whatever you feel like during that time, but it's just five minutes for you. And I was like, this woman is bonkers. There's no <laughs> way. I'm going to take five minutes to just do nothing. I've got a to-do list. I've got three kids. I've got to get this paid and the groceries picked up and the da 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 No, like, like absolutely not. <laughs> but then I did it and I was like, wow, <laughs> who am I? This is fantastic. Five minutes where I know that there's no obligation for me to just be doing insert any of the 15,000 tasks here. And then Ali encouraged me to stretch it out to 15 minutes and, and to eventually to an hour, you're going to put an hour aside on a Friday and it's going to be your time. <sighs> like mind blown. If you're listening to this and uh, yeah, life changing. If you're listening to this and you're the same as I was thinking, <laughs> that's nice for you. That's for other people. That's not for me. I'm very busy. I've got to do this. I've got this many kids. I've but da, da, da. I encourage you to lean into it because yep. it, it, it may, in fact, change your life. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that one because it's true because we yeah. don't. We don't. We go, and and I must say to our listeners, that does not include five minutes of sitting there looking at your phone. Oh, gosh, no. No, 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 no. <laughs> it's five minutes. Go go sit outside. Go for, a, you know, go for a walk if you want to. Go and, you know, pick up your musical instrument if you play music or, you know, pick up a book if you want to. But it's it's really about just sitting with yourself. And I think this is the part that makes that process of doing it easier is that you actually start to feel the benefits. It's like when you first start to go to the gym, you go, Why? You know, so or you go for go for a run. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I've never done gym, so I, you know. But you know, it's it's whether you go for a walk or whether you you know you get back on your on your bike. You know, it's like oh god, my legs. You know, why am I doing this to myself? Mm. But doesn't take long, and it's like I know why I'm on this bike. I know why I'm on this mat. I know why I'm doing this. Uh, and you do, you become a better person. That's how I started to notice with the kids. You know, I didn't yell as much. I didn't. I didn't get as stressed. My body wasn't as sore at the end of the day because I wasn't holding all my muscles so tightly. Mm. But yeah, you got to start somewhere. You do, and if like, and the five minutes scared the living daylights out of me, especially mm. because I think an important part of it, Ali, is silence. Mm. There's not many moments of my day that are silent. I'm either listening to a podcast, or I'm um, listening to music, or I'm dancing to music, or like the TV's on in the background. The kids are making noise. There's noise all the time. But you encourage me to spend that five minutes mm. with no Absolutely soundtrack. Nothing. Yeah. And I was terrified because, mm. oh, my gosh, if, if something's not distracting me, I might actually listen to myself mm. and I don't know if I'm going to like what I hear. So I might mm. just avoid, like, I and I did avoid it as long as yeah, you Yeah, it took me. a while. <laughs> because I was terrified. Like, I couldn't articulate that at the time. Please don't think that I was, like, able to use those words. I was terrified about it 
but I didn't understand why. But it, it was because if I'm silent and still for that long, I might actually have to look at myself and do I actually like myself? Mm. Oh, okay. Let's unpack that, shall we? Yeah, yeah. And you and I have, you know, had been working on that process for years now of, of do I like myself? Do I, you know, do I like the choices I'm making? Do I like this way I'm spending my time? And that feeds really beautifully into what I teach with, with business owners, because for me, it's all about them figuring out how they're spending their time, how they're spending their money and how they're spending their energy and figuring out a way to do that sustainably in order to make their business successful and give themselves a feeling that they're having a life. But for me, I'd never done my own work. I was like, well, I'll just keep running on this hamster wheel and hopefully mm. eventually I'll get to a point where I like what I see, mm. but it's, uh, that, that's not, <laughs> that doesn't not work. Real. No. And it doesn't work anymore because that's the thing. We've had the shift. Like women know when they're being given blah, blah, they can see straight through it. And so we want an industry and we want a life and we want a humanity where people are real and they're letting people see them as real people. And I think until we start to get to know who we are, how can we even be real? You know, we can't because yeah. we're being what everyone else has told us to be, you know, the perfect mum and the perfect this and the perfect mm. that. And I'm very vocal at at the time of when I had the big switch and thought there's got to be more to this life as a mum and a, a woman than than this, you know. Yeah. And, and I loved my kids and I loved my husband and I loved my life, but I wasn't connected to my life because I didn't know who I was. Yeah. Uh, and, that, and that's a process... You you you're spot on with when when you and I were talking that I asked for you know to soundtrack to your five minutes, but for some we do need to start with something like whether it is music or whether it's just sitting there or or whatever. But it really depends on the person. It's so individual because for some to sit with silence for five minutes, it's torturous. Yeah, and so they won't do it. Yeah. So it's it's really up to the individual. But it's um yeah it's interesting once you do get to know yourself because I think that's that whole self-reflective process, you start to understand, oh, that isn't actually who I am. Who I don't like actually isn't me. It's mm. who I've been told to be. Mm. Yeah. And it was that person that was making decisions in my business that was that were really pulling me under. When I started to learn who I was and really lean into the parts of me that were real and authentic, not the Miss Stacey that my customers expected me to be and not the, you know, Stacy community person that volunteered for this and that and like ticked those boxes. But me, actually me running my business, my customer base grew, my income expanded. Like the the business success took off because people actually resonated with the message that I was sending. They actually resonated with my story. They actually tapped into my passion. I was better at passing on my passion to my students and therefore my business was able to grow. And I didn't really see until we started working together, Ali, the the correlation between my self-growth and my mm. personal growth and my business growth. But I can tell you, like we can we can look at the at the PL of the times where I was working on myself the business is doing really well. The times where I'm a bit lost, then, you know, it's, it's stagnant. It's not going anywhere. It's not, it's not bad. It's not going down the toilet or anything, but it's just, there's no, 
there's a direct correlation between my personal growth and the learning that I'm doing and that the stepping into my authentic self and the success of the business. And that if you would have told me that prior, I'd have gone, yeah, <laughs> that's a happy coincidence. That's not a, that's not a thing. It's so a thing. And now I've got the years and years of experience that I can, I can see the ups and downs and it's just so clear to me. doesn't make it any easier. You know, when I, when I said, I'm still struggling with that, stepping into spending that time with myself and doing the things I know I need to do to, to bring my energy up. I can't even make the correlation in those moments between, you know, do this and, and everything will, will pick up. I still struggle. It's still hard, but it's nice to know in the back of my mind, at least, you know, this is not for nothing. Cause I used to think anytime I'm spending on myself, I'm not spending time on my business, but actually I was, yeah, <laughs> I just you, didn't know it. I just yeah. didn't know it. Yeah, that's wonderful. It, it's so interesting, isn't it? Because we are the business, you know, and people go, no, you're not your business. It's like, well, no, it's an extension of who I am. It's a ripple that comes out from me. Mm. And, and and from you, your businesses, your six businesses, uh, they're all going to get a ripple effect from how Stacy lives Stacy. And to me, as the listeners know, success is authentic living, authentically living who you are. And I think the other thing, do you agree, Stacy, that when um I'd really like your input on this in the sense of the more you stand in the empowerment of knowing who you are as a person. It, the more you are able to stand in the empowered of what you know and what you share, there is a, a depth to your uh, integrity, your mm-hmm. belief and the words that you share, you know them so well because they are you yeah. uh, rather than learning a script and saying, you know, oh, I'm this and this is this. What's your take on that before as we start to wrap up? There is there is such a direct correlation between what you believe and what you stand for and what your business believes Mm. and stands for. And I do have customers as well that kind of go, well, that's my business and it's not personal, it's business. You know, that saying, I'm sorry. It is, there's such a crossover Mm. because your business is part of you and it's part of what you've grown. And I don't like the concept. I used to say my business is my first baby. I don't like that. I don't like it does when you're growing your business it does feel like you're laboring oh yeah you're You're pushing hard (laughs) oh my gosh sometimes um but it is it is its own being and it is its own thing that you've but it is a ripple from you it is something that is linked and connected to you and I think that if people are unsure who they are and are spending all of their time putting on a mask or putting on a performance of the person they think that people would like, or they think the person they should be, um, it's going to be harder to get that buy-in mm. and that that follow-through into your business. The more time you can spend working on yourself and really discovering who you are will inevitably seep into the why of your business, the why your business exists, the who you want to serve, who you want to help what you want the business to do in a bigger sense. Mm. And then that will, that is the thing that's going to be able to expand your business and explode your business and and grow your income and all of the, you know, 
the things that you want from it in terms of being able to reach more people and impact more people and have more of a, a footprint in the world. But it starts with you. It doesn't happen unless it, it comes from you. I feel like sometimes I'm just regurgitating the stuff that you've taught me, Ali. Is this oh, ironic for you? You're just going, yep, just why there's a, that's, that's what why, I've said. <laughs> that's why there's a big smile on my face because I'm there, oh, I love the, I love mentoring. I love it. I love it. Um, it, it. It's that thing, isn't it? And then this is what you and I have talked about, about, you know, you magnetize, you don't manifest, you magnetize. So if you are in the power of who you are and you are really emanating that, then people know who they're going to work with straight up as soon as they yeah. get, as soon as they meet you. And so therefore that magnetizes your ideal clients to you because they resonate with you. It's not about the words or the showy, you know, bells and whistles. It's about, hey, I, I get that woman. Um, one thing we can't not talk about is how your inner work has, you know, impacted, positively impacted the family and your your nourishment in, in being a mom and kids. We probably need a bit longer. I know, don't I was we? Say, we could start now and talk for 40 minutes on this. Yeah. Um and I am fine to keep talking, Ali, because we are, we are, I feel like we're on a roll. Um, the, the thing about mothering, and I'll be completely honest with you, is since day dot, even since before Lucinda was here, I had myself convinced that I was not going to be very good at it or that I was, as it was happening, terrible at it. Um, because unlike a business where you can run off a P&L and see, you know, where the business is heading, I couldn't, I had no indication of how I was going. There was no gold star for me. There was no like report card at the end of the semester. Well, you're being a good mum and you need to work on this and you need to work on that. So my inner self-talk was, well, I've never done this before. Um, obviously I'm terrible at it. And every time Lucinda would cry or fall down or, you know, I'd have a bad day of which you have so many when the kids are young. I was like, well, that's just because I'm awful at this. That just, that's, the on, that's the only answer. <laughs> I must just be terrible. And it's the work that I've done with you, Ali, and the reflection on myself or you reflecting to me that actually it being hard doesn't mean I'm doing it wrong. It, it being hard means that that I care, that I'm invested, that I want yes. what's best for her um, and subsequently him and, and him and for the family. And it actually is an indication of me putting in, putting in effort and that effort is going to pay off. Um, so my, my motherhood journey hasn't been like, I was not happy pregnant. I was a miserable pregnant <laughs> lady. My births were not you know, blissful and, you know, all the stereotypes, I was the opposite. I just was convinced that this was just not for me. But my inner work on learning about myself and how I regulate, which is super important, you know, so much of of raising children in those early days is teaching them to, to or helping them regulate or then as they get older, teaching them to regulate themselves. I was a mum that was not at all regulated. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm trying to regulate small humans and we're all like yeah. a hot mess. And you and I have talked about not using that, that saying <laughs> anymore, but in the, in the moment, that's exactly what it felt like. I was like, this is chaos. So my self-work 
has enabled me to find better strategies to regulate myself, which means that I show up as a better mum. I can help them regulate themselves, but I can also model for, for my kids that I'm not going to get it right all the time. Sometimes mum is going to yell because mum needs a snack or mum, you know, didn't do her workout this morning or mum, you know, hasn't been taking care of herself. And I can have those conversations, especially with Lucinda, who's, you know, a tween and knows everything um, Don't at you the love moment. <laughs> at the moment, knows everything. Absolutely everything. Actually, I feel like Lucinda has known everything since she came out. Like she came out and said, here's how it's going to roll, mum. So that self-work that I've done means that I show up as a better mum. Mm. It means that they get a better version of me. It also means that I'm not rushing. Like you, that's a ma- massive lesson that you've taught me, Ali. When we first met, I rushed mm. to everything and that impacted on the kids. Like I found myself being conscious and listening and the amount of times the kids would say things like, are we late? Because I would say, come on, come on, get your shoes on because we're going we're to be late. And then the kids would re- would say that back to me. Are, are we late, mum? Like, are we okay? Are we going to be on time? Are we get-? And so my rushing was meaning that they were rushing. When I took that kind of rush and that urgency that was non-existent, like let's be honest, whatever time we get to the park is the time that we get to the park. If we're five minutes late for daycare, the world's going to continue turning. Exactly but I, right. but this, this, this habit that I was in of – Go, go, go. Come on, push, push, push. Once I got myself out of that and got, it meant that they were able to get out of that. It means that we can go a bit slower, that we can, you know, read an extra story or I can get down on my hands and knees and help Henry with his shoes rather than kind of running down the stairs and going, come on, Henry, we'll put him on in the car. Let's go. Like that, there was just a lot of rush, rush, rush in my life when I wasn't, when I wasn't work, doing my own work and getting the tools I needed to, to show up as my best self. And I don't get it right all the time. And there are times where I absolutely lose it. But I often find that if I have a snack, I'm better Yeah, <laughs> because I, I need that regulation. I need to work on that for myself. And, and they, they need to see me doing that in real time and they become better at doing it too. And then they say, mum, do you want a snack? <laughs> mum, do you need an apple? <laughs> and that's, that's so see that's awareness that's that, the ripple <laughs> right is it like it's just it makes me really happy so oh, that's good I think the the part you know I talk a lot about how to run a successful business and still have a life that's kind of my catchphrase but the still have a life part is actually the most important part of it to me not the successful business if I am not showing up um for my family as as a regulated cool calm you know, present, attached parent, then the rest of it doesn't mean anything. Like I don't, I actually have to prioritize that. And when I do, Ali's dancing, by the way, on the screen, if you can't see this, if you're listening to the podcast, she's doing the happy dance. If I can't show up as my my best self in that sense, then I've really got got something wrong doesn't matter how successful my business is being. I'm not, I'm not going to be okay with myself. So it starts with me, the flow on effect is to them. And then I also find that the flow on effect is then continues on to the business. And that's the thing that makes everything work. The fact that, that all of those aspects are all working harmoniously. Thank you so much. I just think that was incredibly beautiful to listen to and to watch and yes I was doing the happy dance because this is the one thing that I think is so important that we share we get these real conversations out 
mums don't necessarily realise that these this rushing that they're basically teaching the children is causing the anxiety that we see increasing in small children because their nervous system is getting used to being rushed everywhere. So it's going faster and faster and faster. And so anxiety starts to come through. So I remember we had a conversation and I said to you, uh, you would I was would have been taking Patrick, it would have been. And I said, does Patrick sometimes want you to stop and look at the ants on the ground? And you said, oh, all the time when you were taking him into daycare. Yeah. And I said, stop and look at them. And you went, what? No time for that. <laughs> and then it was a week or two later, you came back, you went, I stopped and looked at the ants, Ali. Yeah. And it's it's just one of those and things. And the world continued turning. World I still continues. got to where I needed yes. to be. Yes. Everything, like, yes. but the stories we tell ourselves about how our importance or our ambition or our mm. success is wrapped up in how busy we are and how many back-to-back mm. -back appointments we have and how are we hitting mm. those targets and those goals. It's, I yeah, I told myself a lot of stories that in my self-reflection and my work with you, Ali, I've really been able to unpack, well, actually, that's, that's not true. That's just a story. Where did that story come from? Mm. How can we eliminate it from your vocabulary mm. or from your psyche? Because I do have time every day to go the long way to work. That's also something we talked about all yes. the time, Ali. There are two ways to get from my house to where I'm going at any given time. The short way which is far less interesting or the long way, which is a beautiful scenic drive. And when life is good and I'm on top of things, I can take the scenic route all the time. And how much better is life when we get to actually mm. look at, look at the scenery. Yeah, yeah. And so for me turning right, when I leave my house, which is the scenic version, that's, that's now my version of success. Like if, if we've all got time to stop and look at the ants, if we've got time to take the scenic route and to see if there are any whales out there this morning mm -hmm. yeah like that's the stuff that makes up life not did I get to daycare at 8 26 or 8 28 no like, that's right but I used to tell myself the stories of you know a good mum would be there at 8 26 yeah rubbish I am mom. a good mum you are a great mum <laughs> and, and an incredible woman it is it truly is about that you know authentic life and at the end of the day what matters most is that we actually lived our life that we didn't rush through our life to get to whatever was more important than the moment we've got now, which we talk about often. So in starting to wrap up, Stacey, you have lots of exciting and wonderful things going on in your world. And uh, it's it's just amazing to think that you do have these six successful, incredibly successful businesses. Was there anything else you wanted to share before we finish with our listeners? There's so many exciting things going <laughs> on at the moment. And um, part of what I'm growing is the the business that I purchased this year, which is Raw Success. And it's really about um, thought leadership and disruption in small business. So if you are a small business owner, I encourage you to follow um, at Raw Success on Instagram and to check out all the fabulous things that we're doing um, at rawsuccess.com because I really am creating a space for business owners, male and female, um, people that want to do it differently, that don't want to kind of do the cookie cutter uh, corporate, I want to use the word professional, but we, we are still professional, but are running businesses with integrity and running businesses their own way. That's what Raw is all about. And so I really want to create a space where that is celebrated, where it's not just, you know, you're not just celebrated for 
you know, your six figure, seven figure um, financial goals and targets. You're really celebrated for wanting to have an impact in the world and wanting to do that your way and being happy to share that um, in a community of people that are going to support you and, and light you up. And then, of course, I have all the wonderful things that are going on with Simply Stacey Morgan, which is my coaching brand for women in business who are hoping to juggle all of the hats that they wear, to juggle entrepreneurship as well as their journey of motherhood, as well as the the role that they play in the community and everything in addition to that. And you can find out more about that at simplystacymorgan.com. And you can follow me on Instagram at simplystacymorgan. And the thing is, what you won't see on Simply Stacey Morgan is me getting it right all the time because a lot of the time um, I often share the things that are, that are you know, falling apart as they're falling apart and then coming back together and sharing with you the tools and strategies I'm using to to bring that all together. Like the other day, Ali, I was sharing that I got Henry to swimming lessons on a Tuesday because Henry's five and he has he believes that now that he knows how to swim he doesn't need swimming lessons anymore (laughs) doesn't sound like henry (laughs) right but we are having like we are going to swimming henry like this is this is what we're doing i've paid for the lesson and we're going to the lesson and the negotiation that it takes for me to get henry to swimming on a tuesday at 10 30 is far more of an achievement for me than anything that i'm achieving in my business Mm -hmm. like the work that goes into that hour and a half of me you know, bribing, negotiating, we can, we could do this, we could do that, like that. These are some of my best lessons. It's <laughs> lateral. So... Th- kids give you lateral thinking. You they have really to think do. laterally. It, yeah. It's like because they're so unpredictable. Yeah, can't do the logic. Oh. So follow me at Simply Stacey Morgan um, for nothing more than cute pictures of my kids and um, interesting ways that I'm adapting to all the challenges of entrepreneurship and motherhood. Oh, that's wonderful. Thank you so much. And and in her typical professional style, she's already told you the handles of where you can find her, <laughs> letting everything roll off. It, it's just been such an honour and a pleasure to to have you here, Stace. And and as Stacey said, and I'll put the handles the um on the wall down below, you'll see all of Stacey's details that you'll be able to find her there at simplystacymorgan.com and also rawsuccess.com and her two Instagrams as well. And I'd like to also, in case, case listeners haven't realised, is Stacey, a part of her successful businesses, is she's also an incredible productionist. Too, and <laughs> Stacey is the production manager behind Inner Light. So she's also the voice that you would hear at the end if you haven't realised that. So uh, from my heart and also from our many listeners, we thank you for your wonderful expertise in doing that for us as well. Oh, Ali, I can't thank you enough for everything that you've done for me in terms of turning my lights on and waking me up to realising how much more is possible for my life. You've shown me things that I didn't even know that were important that are now absolutely fundamental things um, that are part of my life and my family's life. You've made me believe in myself, not only as a mum, but also as the person that I and meant to be, you're helping me find, you know, every week you're helping me find extra parts of myself that without you would have just been swept under the carpet and laid dormant until the day that I died. And that is, you know, I would never have been able to live into the potential that I have without you opening my eyes and awaking me to that. So I can't thank you enough for everything that you do for me and not just for me, for other women in project and and also the other women that you serve. You have such an incredible impact and I only wish that everybody had the opportunity to have an Ali Garrison like (laughs) I'm so lucky to have. Now she makes me blush.
Thank you so much, Stacey. Thank you for for sharing space. And uh, to our listeners, we thank you for listening. We hope you're enjoying this this little take on, different take on Inner Light. And we look forward to talking with you next time. Take care. Are you ready to change your life? Explore Ali Garrison's life-changing program, The Transformation Project. Since 2019, it has empowered women globally to transcend their limitations, unlock their true potential, and create lives of deep fulfillment, purpose, and success, both personally and professionally. Discover more now at AliGarrison.com. You've been listening to another Morgan Media production. 